Both were in the French language, and they purported to be endorsed by Carl Wolfe, F.A. Warren, and B.W. Blydenstein. A member of the London House of Blydenstein of Great St. Helens, London agent for the Twentje Bankvereniging of Amsterdam, pronounced the acceptances to be forgeries. He said that the House of Goldschmidt of Amsterdam was not in the habit of drawing upon his firm. Noise Council, Dr. Keneally QC, tried to clear him of any actual complicity in the forgeries, but the Lord Mayor said that as he had cashed cheques which were the products of forgeries, he was an accomplice. A series of letters which had passed between Colonel Francis and Mr. Warren were read. Various bills were proved to be forgeries, among them two made payable to Messrs. Rothschild, the London and Westminster Bank, and the Union Bank, amounting to £12,000. Among the papers seized by the police at the time of the arrest was a letter from Horton to the prisoner, advising him to move from the Bridge House Hotel to the Cannon Street Hotel, and to find a trusted porter to send with deposits to the bank, and the writer promised to engage another clerk to spare noise from having to run about so much. Another letter directed noise where he was to bring the money. Mr Freshfields, the bank solicitor, who was prosecuting on behalf of the Bank of England, urged that the evidence went to show that the prisoner was dealing with large sums of money and acting almost as a principal. Shortly after the removal of the prisoner, a musical instrument maker, Jules Meunier, a Frenchman, and a young woman named Ellen Vernon were placed at the bar, charged with having in their possession at Euston Station a bag containing £2,717.10, the proceeds of a forgery on the Bank of England. Meunier said that he had been asked by Vernon's husband to carry it for her, and this Vernon corroborated, saying that she had not known the amount. Both were remanded for further inquiries. On Saturday, March the 8th, a notice was issued from the city police office in the old Jewry that rewards of £500 each would be paid for the apprehension of Frederick Albert Warren, who passed as occasion required under the names of Horton, Bidwell, Pierce, Albrecht, Walker and Nelson, of George MacDonald, otherwise Swift or Sweet, and of George Bidwell, otherwise Burton. All were charged with forgery. There followed descriptions of the men. Warren was very thin and bony, between thirty and thirty-five, but looking older. Height, six feet, hair black and wavy, dark whiskers and moustache. He might be accompanied by a young woman with golden hair. MacDonald was described as strongly built, of gentlemanly appearance, about thirty, five foot ten inches in height, fair complexion, dark brown hair, inclined to baldness, wearing a beard and moustache, with a high forehead and small blue eyes. He spoke several continental languages. George Bidwell was described as a man of middle height, nearing forty, sallow complexion, black hair and beard and whiskers recently shaved off, rather strongly built, and generally carrying a black bag. Both Warren and MacDonald usually wore large diamond rings. The Lord Mayor issued warrants for these men. A few days later, noise was brought from Newgate for further examination. During recapitulation of the evidence, it was explained that some of the bills, for the sum of £26,000, were not discounted because the dates were not cited.
Dr Keneally protested to the Lord Mayor about the unfair comments of the newspapers, especially the Daily Telegraph, which seemed, he said, to take the prisoner's guilt for granted, and which had published false rumours about him. The Lord Mayor said that he was not responsible for newspaper comments. Ellen Franklin was called as a witness for the prosecution. The prisoner had stayed with her at her lodgings in Charlotte Street, Fitzroy Square, under the name of Edwin Hall, but he had subsequently taken her name. He told her that he had come to England to bring out a patent machine for milking cows. He had brought her a sealskin coat for £11.10. shillings. A certain Mr. Macdonnell was in the habit of visiting him. They seemed to be intimate, for he called Hall Ed. She identified a photograph of him. The prisoner had left her on March the 1st, but Macdonald called and gave her a £20 note from him, as he was to be away for a week or two, and he took away some of the prisoner's luggage. But Franklin insisted on...